Hello, Pelicans fans. It is the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek Friday edition. I am Todd Graffinini, your radio voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Hope everybody out there is staying safe, practicing social distancing as we continue to try to get through this wherever you may be. And time to talk a little Pelicans with one of my favorite people. He is an NBA champion. We have not seen him, though, in a while. He is in San Antonio. It is Antonio Daniels, your analyst extraordinaire on Fox Sports New Orleans. AD, how you doing, man? Great to hear your voice. Hey, man, it's good to hear your voice as well, man. I'm, I am okay. I'm I'm blessed. Um, here in San Antonio with my family and um, this quarantine, you know, quarantining, staying safe, and this coronavirus has forced us all to kind of slow down to kind of reevaluate what's, what's truly important in life. So um really trying to use this time to obviously follow instruction, follow direction and maximize the time that I have with my family. Yeah. And there's so much we're going to get into here. Uh, but how is your routine now? I mean, I guess we've been in this long enough where at first we didn't have a routine, but do you have a routine now? On a daily basis, I mean, it's almost like Groundhog Day. It is like Groundhog Day. It, it, it really is. Um, we wake up early in the morning, my wife and I. Um, we do our Bible study, our couple's devotion um, together, like as the sun is coming up, like early in the morning. Then um, when AJ, our son, two years old, he gets up, we get him kind of ready and moving and whatnot. And then, you know, just throughout the course of the day, you know, we have a um, a gym in our garage. So I'll, I'll get an opportunity to work out throughout the course of the day. Our daughters who are 14 and nine are obviously not in school, but going to online school. So we help them out there when we can. And in the evening, it, it's all family time. Um, whether it's swimming or volleyball or um, basketball, whatever it is, we, you know, we, we do in the backyard and, and just enjoying one another. So it, you're exactly right though, Todd. It, it does feel like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, AD, and you kind of answered my next question uh, when I was thinking about this interview. And, you know, it hit me. I mean, you're look, you're a workout fiend. And I have seen you put our television production people through the ringer on road trips in the, uh, in the <laughs> hotel gyms. And I was wondering how you stay in shape. So uh, I, I guess that you answered the question, you got a gym at home. And that's a good thing because I know you'd really be going nuts if you weren't able to work oh, out. I would. I would, you know, being quarantined, you need some sort of outlet. And, you know, when I, with the day that our season got postponed, um, I've always had, you know, certain workout equipment at home. But when I got home from San Antonio, um, from, excuse me, from New Orleans, first thing in the morning, I went and ordered um, workout equipment, more workout equipment, and went to uh, Dick's and bought workout equipment. So everything that I have on the road, whether in a hotel or um, at a gym, I have access to that now um, in my own in my own gym. So, um, I'm like I said, man. When I when I say I'm blessed, I, I truly truly mean that in every sense of the word. We're talking with Antonio Daniels, your analyst for the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans, along with Joel Myers here on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek. Uh, Ad, it's just been so much fun to watch these rebroadcasts of the Pelicans games um, to watch what you and Joel do, you know, as someone 
uh, like myself, who's obviously calling the game on radio, don't get a chance to watch you guys as the games are happening. But it's been a whole lot of fun to watch y'all uh, go through the games and, and to hear your analysis. And just uh, how much fun has it been for you to, to have a chance to, to be able to watch these games again and see some of the higher moments of the season? I, mean, I, I love it. I love it. Um, and, and right now we're in a place where we're fiending for Pelicans basketball. And right. obviously with everything that's going on right now, we can't have live Pelicans basketball. So the next best thing is to go back and look at some of the um, best and most entertaining games throughout the course of the season. And for me, I use it as an opportunity to almost like a player. You, you go back and you watch film of yourself to see your strengths, your weaknesses, um, and how you can improve in particular areas of your game. I do that same thing with the rebroadcast. I, I, I watch them, and I, um, I'm sort of critiquing myself and breaking myself down on different ways that I can improve to become a better color analyst. AD, the season, as we would have known it, would have ended uh, a couple days ago right. in the city you're in right now, San Antonio. Yep. We would be done with the regular season. Uh, obviously we had 19 games left before the hiatus. Your thoughts just up until that time, you know, David Griffin talked about it in, in his uh, press conference, his conference call a week ago. If the season would be over now and the Pelicans did not make the playoffs, he would be okay with that because of all the strides the team is, has made. Are, are you of the same thought process or does something inside you mean, boy, I really really wanted to finish those 19 games. And then again, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the future, but just to right. have seen the, the, the season play out the way it was scheduled to. Listen, Graf, you know, for me, I am under the thought process of the NBA and any professional sports is all about peaking at the right time of the season. And just think about this. You got 18 remaining games, 19 remaining games, and we have yet to see this Pelicans team play its best basketball because they haven't even been whole for a quarter of the season yet. So think about that. It's about playing your best basketball at the right time of the year with 18 remaining games. And I will stand by this. I say this on my Sirius XM radio show, any interviews that I do, I firmly in my heart believe and still do believe if we're able to finish the season, that the Pelicans will end up in that A spot. I really do feel that way for a number of different reasons, a number of different reasons. But we, this team has yet to scratch the surface whole and healthy. They're getting there, and you can see strides being made in certain areas and guys getting in the condition that they need to get into, all these different pieces. And this roster, the way it was constructed, is starting to resemble the vision that David Griffin had when he put it together. But with everything that's happened throughout the course of the season, with Zion being injured, and then Derek Favors being injured, and then Drew being injured, and then B.I. being injured, you can go down the line of different injuries throughout the course of this season. This team has not yet been whole. And it would have been beautiful to see in these last 18, 19 games of the season for this team to start peaking and playing its best basketball of the year. That's what I was looking forward to. Yeah, and just to piggyback on that, I, I guess the thing that kind of sticks in my crawl was we had all those games head-to-head against the teams we were competing against. Right. Uh, Memphis right. and, of course, San Antonio, who we would have played twice in the last week of the regular season. And, and Sacramento. Course, and, and Sacramento. 
And the thing about it, AD, and I've done a couple of interviews as well, you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs because you were still chasing Memphis. And a lot of it had to, was predicated on what Memphis was going to do. But, boy, I really mm-hmm. like the way we matched up against Memphis and Sacramento and San Antonio. To me, that's the most frustrating thing. Right, because you look at those seven games. Those seven games are one-game swings either way. But what we have to take into consideration, Grab, is it's not just the fact that our seven games against San Antonio, Memphis, and Sacramento, let's not forget that Memphis still had to play some of these other teams as well. So their right. one-game swings the other way. So these teams still had to knock off each other along with Memphis having one of the toughest remaining schedules. So obviously we have no idea. We have no idea. We can only um, wish, but I know for myself, in my heart of hearts, Grant, I honestly believe by the way that the schedule was set up, the way this team was trending, the way they were starting to play, this time in the regular season, like you said, the regular season would have ended yesterday in San Antonio. Yesterday. On a on a Wednesday night in San Antonio, I firmly believe today we will be making trips and plans to go to L.A. and play the Lakers first round. That was oh, my man. thought process. Yeah, no, it's I, I I can't say I disagree with you. It, it would have been really fun, and hopefully, again, we'll get to that point eventually. We're talking with Antonio Daniels, analyst for your New Orleans Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. Again, uh, catch these rebroadcasts. Uh, Watch the game against Cleveland last night in Cleveland, Zion's first road game. Of course, you've been a part of the Pelicans playback as well uh, with the analysis, the uh, in-game analysis, which is another feature that's been coming out. So a lot of Pelicans content going on right now. But, no, AD, they're trying to fill content right now on ESPN. Uh, We we saw the uh, finals. Uh, We saw the Lakers and the Celtics, I believe. They showed game seven last night, showing a lot of stuff. But – my question to you is, my question to you is, can you get into this NBA 2K, uh, the no. horse competitions? Uh, and I want to ask you another question about that as well. But I, I don't know. It's just very hard for me to watch two guys playing video games. You know, I used to be a video gamer. I'm not nearly as much anymore. But you know what makes video games fun? is the trash talk. That's what makes it fun. You know, when you're sitting there with, with one of your boys and y'all sitting there and y'all playing video games and y'all sitting there and y'all running your mouths to each other. What was if this if the NBA two K tournament was all Patrick Beverly's, I would have watched it. I would have watched it. Because he was running his mouth like it was a real game. <laughs> but when you have two guys that are quiet and, you know, they're just conversing with one another about everything that's going on in life and, you know, the NBA now. and th- That's just not very entertaining. That's not very entertaining whatsoever. So I-, I tried. Believe me, I tried because we had to discuss that on our SiriusXM show. I tried, Graf, to watch both the horse tournament and also the the um, the 2K tournament. And, and understand, I, I – I'm not faulting the NBA whatsoever for doing what they're doing. I love the fact that they are being proactive. So I can't be one of those people that's out there that is complaining about sports. There's no sports. There's no sports. And then they put sports on, and then I'm complaining about the sports that they're putting on. No, I appreciate the thought process of the NBA to try and keep their fans 
interactive and, and involved, engaged with what's going on. Yeah, and look, here's the other question, and it really bothered me. And look, I haven't picked up, I haven't played a video game literally in 15 years. Once, once you get married and have kids, that that that's out the window. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is the ultimate time suckage playing uh, playing video games. But you know what bothered me, and I, it might have been one of the reasons why I just I didn't really get into it. But I don't understand how guys can play with other teams. Uh, I said that, the same thing, Graham. Oh, no kidding. Man, it, I said the same would, thing. Wouldn't you want to play with your own team? I, I just I, – and, and okay. you know what? So, I think I've seen one that, that that both guys actually played with their own team. Everybody else plays with somebody else, and I don't understand that. So, so here was my thought process behind – because I thought the same thing. I, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to play 2K, I'm going to play with my own team. I am. But then there are two things that you have to take into consideration that I thought about. Maybe you don't play with your own team because you wouldn't play the correct way. You know what I mean? So if I'm Devin Booker, I'm going to shoot with myself every time. <laughs> every single time I touch the ball, I'm going to shoot. So I think, well, okay, maybe I'm going to be a little biased. But also, this is the way the media works, though, because the fact that this is nationally televised, what happens when – Devin Booker plays with the Phoenix Suns, and as opposed to starting Ricky Rubio, he starts Javon Carter. Now what happens is the media is saying, oh, uh-oh. You're saying uh, then debate, then debate shows. Ricky Rubio. Yep, yep. Right, right. He's at odds with Ricky Rubio. Devin, uh, Devin Booker doesn't like his current starting five, so look how he's changing things up. So, you know, what happens is when you use someone else's team – you can maneuver and manipulate the starting lineups and rotations however you want to. When you do it with your own team, people are going to look a little bit more in-depth at the moves that you're making. Never thought about it that way, but that's why you're the best, and that's why uh, I'm sitting here and, and, and getting my knowledge uh, from you. Anthony, <laughs> excuse me, Antonio Daniels, he is your analyst for the New Orleans Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. AD, um, as we wrap things up, just – your thoughts on having been in the city now, uh, New Orleans, and obviously you're, you're back in San Antonio right now, but your first year with the organization, how has it gone for you uh, just being around everybody and, and living in New Orleans uh, for, for these months? Man, Graf, I, I, I love it. I love it. Not, not just the organization and the close-knit and and family atmosphere of the organization, but man, the, the the fans in the city of New Orleans are so amazing for both the Saints and the Pelicans. Like just to be entrenched within it, you know, you can hear about other fan bases and and be involved with other fan bases, and you appreciate those fan bases. But when you're actually a part of that organization and you're walking down the street and people are telling you how much they appreciate the work that you're doing and, and constantly talking and the, the, the words of saints and pelicans are always on the lips of the fans of New Orleans. I, I, am, I am so in love with that city right now. The, the food, the people, the culture, the overall atmosphere in New Orleans. I can't wait. And I mean this wholeheartedly. I can't wait to get back to New Orleans to get back to work because I am so in love with the city and with that fan base in New Orleans, whether Saints or Pelicans. 
Well, can't wait for you to get back also, and, and we can all get back to work. One final question, AD. Um, what's been your favorite moment of the season to this point? Man, I just put you on the spot. My favorite point of the season to this point. Um, do you mean in a game? Yeah, in a game. A game. How about a game? Your favorite game. And we get, we um, got I have two. Of I have again. two of them. Yeah, I have two of them. Um, I have the um, Utah game where okay. Brandon Ingram was just incredible down the stretch. And, and obviously for uh, different reasons, um, the, the San Antonio game was Zion. Right. And the reason that not just because it was his, his debut, but – because he has been under so much criticism in different areas. And in that first, second, and third quarter, you know, in rewatching the broadcast on a nationally televised um, through ESPN, you know, you heard people talking about Zion as if he had been playing for 50 games when he had a total of 12 minutes. And just the fact that he went out there in that fourth quarter and had that kind of display, I felt like was this springboard for his confidence in this team. It's like it, it just – it was that time, at that time, that arena was so amazing where Zion ran off whatever it was, 17 straight points on the San Antonio Spurs. The arena was going crazy, and I could not be happier for that young man at that time. That, that's good stuff. I actually, when, when the game came back on, I DVR'd it. And I basically DVR'd the 17 straight points uh, section. Because when you watch it again, what you didn't realize is it, it, this all happened in about three minutes real time. Right. He, he hit those right. four straight three-pointers in about three minutes. And it happened so fast. So, And like you said, the arena was going crazy. Uh, it, it's hard for me to, to disagree with you. I'm, I'm kind of partial to Denver. Uh, Christmas night game uh, just yeah. because it was the end of the road trip and it to right. win that game and to, and to kind of close it out. And I, I just think that game really turned the Pelicans in the direction we were heading in now. It's still it, Zion Williamson not, not even ready to go. Right. It's tough, Grab, because like when I look back at the Utah game, you know, the Utah Jazz game. Like, there are different games that stand out for different reasons. The Utah Jazz game, if you recall, right before, it was like a week before that the officials dictated and determined the outcome of that game, where after the fact, they said Brandon Ingram was fouled, and the Utah walked out of Smoothie King Center with that victory. And a week later, it was a very, very similar situation. And that was the growth and maturity and character of this team. You saw it in a week span where Brandon Ingram hits the shot and you think it's going into – you think he hit the game-winning shot. Then they call a, a, a phantom foul on Jackson Hayes at the rim. It goes into overtime, and that team did not bow down. They continued to fight, and this time Utah did not walk out of the Smoothie King Center with the victory. But the, the growth and the progression and the character win that that was for the Pelicans, that's one of the games that really stands out to me because of the circumstances that happened prior to. 
That's awesome stuff, man. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it here. We could go all day with this. I know you love to talk basketball. By the way, uh, just remind the folks, if you've got SiriusXM, your, your show uh, continues to run. Tell everybody how they can hear you uh, on, the, uh, on the satellite. Well, uh, it's SiriusXM, NBA radio, uh, five days a week. And right now, because of everything that's going on, it's no longer a three-hour show. So it's now a one-hour show, and it's uh, Sirius XM 86, um, and it's on at noon our time. So noon um, Central Standard Time, 1 o'clock Eastern. And, you know, we talk about all things basketball, everything that's going on. I love to talk about the Pelicans. I love to talk about, you know, Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, Alvin Gentry, David Griffin, you know, any opportunity that I'm blessed with. So the Lord has blessed me with the platform, and I'm going to try and use it as much as I can. AD, you're awesome, man. Thanks so much for joining us. You stay safe. Uh, love to the family. Keep them all safe as well, and hopefully we'll get to we'll get to uh, actually dap each other up and not stay six feet apart very, very soon. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Grab, and your family, man. You guys stay safe, brother. All right. Thanks, Antonio Daniels. It is uh, just a pleasure to have him on the Pelicans podcast. I want to remind everybody to stay safe out there. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week on the Pelicans podcast presented by SeatGeek.